It's time to catch up, Chrissy. Hi, Matt. Hello. <laughs> uh, I'm okay. How are you? Fine. Good. Tired. It's yeah. Been a long weekend. It's been a long. We are. We're delayed in recording this. We are. Usual. Yeah. We're we're 48 hours after actually. Then we usually record. We usually record on Fridays, but Fridays we had lots to do, and so and then yesterday we had lots to do too. So we're recording on Sunday to be posted Monday morning for your to start off your week on a pleasant on a oh, pleasant note. So nice. It works out well. Um, so this week we're talking about Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. Mm -hmm. um, Matt so has a lot of notes. I don't. I'm just winging it. Yeah. I did not love this movie, but cannot put my finger on why. Interesting. Yeah. I. So I was just saying in my notes that this isn't a personal favorite of mine either. Mm -hmm. And it's not a movie that um, I would have recommended to you. But it's one that sort of popped out in our survey of the movies that were available as one that you hadn't seen mm -hmm. and that you thought you might have interest in. Mm -hmm. So you went, you went in eyes open, willing to like it. Mm -hmm. And then hoping to like it. It's Tom Cruise. Yeah. And Tom Cruise. And there's a lot to like. Yeah. But I'm a, I'm in agreement with you that it misses. And I, I, you know, I, I shudder to put that out into the world because the ringer people all adore this movie. Really? If they hear this. Oh, that'll be it for your. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Chris uh, Ryan hears this and I'm. You're out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is. Um, what does Wesley Morris think, though? Let's really get to the nitty gritty here. I, well, I will have to look into how he reviewed it <laughs> at the time. So, um, as usual, I thought we'd begin with a plot summary that perhaps you could provide if oh, you God. felt like it. I'll you try really to should interject. have told me that ahead of time. Well, that's that's the mm. format. Oh, okay. Oh, I want to say one more thing about Wesley before we get started here. Wesley. Wesley. Uh, they so so Matt and I are big fans of Wesley Morris, who's a culture writer for the New York Times, and he occasionally appears on Ringer podcasts talking about movies. He's also a Pulitzer Prize winning film critic. I, he's amazing in every way. And he finally, they got him, I listened to the Daily Podcast every day from the New York Times, and they finally got him to do the ad to get people to sign up for the New York Times. Oh. And I was like, oh, you're going to actually get people, it's him and Maggie Haberman. Those two should just go back and forth on doing yeah. that ad. Because... So I should just put my entire wallet in an envelope and send it to Correctly. him? Correctly. Yeah. Correct. Yes, absolutely. Anyway, just want to mention that. I forgot to tell you that. Okay. Jerry okay. McGuire, plot Jerry summary. Jerry McGuire. So, okay. I'm gonna try to try? To... No, I'm going to keep it simple. I'm going to try to keep it simple. So high-powered, unscrupulous uh, sports agent has a little bit of a breakdown where he realizes that what he's doing isn't the best of his abilities that he would be better off. Everyone would be better off if they had made less money, had less clients and could actually take care of the people they're supposed to be taking care of. Instead of having 72 people on his roster, he wants to have less than half. He writes all this in a document and in a, in a peak of fit, fit of peak, what's fit, fit of peak, fit of peak, copies it in the middle of the night and puts it in everybody's mailbox because money's no object. Because money's, He's a very rich man. Mm -hmm. 24 hours later, realizes his mistake, tries to go get it back. Of course, it's already circulated through the office. Long story short is he gets fired. In getting fired, he makes a big speech to his colleagues where he asks if anyone wants to go with him because what he, the way he wants to do things is the right way to do things. And Renee Zellweger raises her hand, inspired by his speech, and says, I will go with you. They decide to go start their own company. He tries to take with him from this position all of these high-powered sports personalities and athletes. And he manages to get two, one by played by a, a never better looking Jerry O'Connell. Mm -hmm. And one- Except for Stand By Me, of course. 
he well it's different and uh and then he was he was smoking hot in scream too as well i don't remember that movie and <laughs> i think i've seen it and um uh and cuba gooding jr of course and so uh they he's trying to support both of these athletes and do his best for them him and renee are slowly sort of falling in love renee has the most adorable child ever to grace the earth named ray from a previous marriage even though she's only supposed to be 26 mm -hmm. and uh they they and like think about that like she's 26 and she quits what would presumably be a really high paying job as an accountant for a sports agency mm -hmm uh seeking to be inspired mm -hmm. right like abandons all financial stability mm -hmm. just pursuing happiness but she does have that job offer in san diego oh uh, yes okay. that that elusive you never find out what it is job offer in san diego mm. so she uh she goes with him they're slowly falling in love he's trying his best to support these two other athletes it comes out at one point that Jerry O'Connell's dad, who is running his athletic career and played trying to by, get, I don't know, Bo Bridges, oh. Jeff Bridges' brother. Cool. Played by Bo Bridges. Um, sort of screws Tom Cruise over. It's not sort of. Screws Tom Cruise over uh, and signs with the company that has just fired Tom Cruise. So now he's only got Cuba Gooding Jr., him and Renee, and Cuba Gooding Jr. against the world. And you want to take it from there because it gets sort of complicated from there. That's, this is where the movie falls apart. Yeah. Um it is a solid premise up to that point. That's mm -hmm. a lot of exposition to get out of the way. And it felt like when that culminates, it felt like we needed only maybe another 30 minutes to wrap it all up. Yeah. And instead it goes on for another hour and 20 uh -huh. in which time, uh, Tom Cruise for fear that he's going to lose Rennie Zellweger sort of half acidly and then impromptu way proposes to her. Mm -hmm almost rhetorically and she accepts because she's so in love with him um and they get married in a whirlwind i don't know if it was later that day or what but mm -hmm. it seemed like very very quick and then um and then the nfl season begins so he's out on the road again um trying to hawk his wares which is cuba gooding jr trying to get him the best contract he can get him for the next year right and the owner of the arizona cardinals who he plays for doesn't want to pay him and thinks he's undersized and too mouthy and and um too old and tom cruise is saying no he's got heart and then you know there, a friendship sort of develops like true to what he had aspired to when he wrote his manifesto he becomes integral in um cuba gooding's life and they sort of go through it, become closer friends, argue with each other. In the meantime, though. And in the meantime, he's neglecting he, his marriage entirely. And is he falling out of love with Renee Zellweger? He may not have ever been you in love with her. You never know. Yeah. It, I think he's a psychopath. Well, there's a good case for that. Mm -hmm. Like the in the beginning, the you know, there's the highlight rule reel at his bachelor party when he's engaged to the bizarre Kelly Preston. Mm -hmm. Um uh of him like being commitment phobic and but always needing someone yeah yeah it's he not needs, he needs like a mother yeah, he seems like he's not he a stable it. individual well and he seems to have a lot in common with ray like i think there's a cameron crow is making a point mm -hmm. he's of a man having, having the two of them on the couch together mm -hmm. both sort of like like when tom cruise is drunk and they're he's sitting head to head almost mm -hmm. sitting side by side and they're turned and leaning their heads into each other mm -hmm. little jonathan lipnicki who was you know the cutest kid ever oh um that, him in my that, kindergarten class. That they, like that's what tom cruise was actually looking for was a mother which makes me think that the marriage the whole thing was not going to work mm -hmm. like it works and everybody's got a 
it's a happy ending in the movie. Mm-hmm. But like critical brain looks at that and goes like, these people are not staying together. No, they're no. just hurting Ray. Yeah. She's made an impetuous decision followed by another impetuous decision. You make you wonder if like she'd always been that way, which makes you think that Bonnie Hunt's character is right on the money all the way thinking you're a stupid child mm-hmm. and you need to have your guard up. Our recap has really gotten off, off base here. Well, we're but this is what team. we're saying is that like we found the plot cumbersome Mud- and muddled at the I end. think this might be what we don't like about it mm. and why it fails to hit um, upon rewatch. People love it though. I have two theories. Do I have to take a quick break and we'll come back to my theories on why people love this? Sure. Okay. Okay, we're back. We're back. We're back. Okay, so here are my two theories about why this is popular. Number one, it's a romance movie at a time when ro- it's Tom Cruise. Like, I don't think ever looking better. I know those of you that listen to Ballot Boxing have my, you could play me back my speech about how he's great and great looking in Top Gun Maverick. But as far as young Tom Cruise goes, like Tom Cruise through the ages, this is peak good looking Tom Cruise. Holy this, crap. This is Tom Cruise. Um, like man mm-hmm. as opposed to tom cruise the young man the teenager yeah. or the yeah the precocious um troublesome young 20s guy mm-hmm. this is supposed to be tom cruise adult mm-hmm. which was actually a new phase in his career so i i think that people really like women i'm gonna say women really love this because it's handsome ridiculously handsome man falls in love with regular looking woman Renee Zellweger in this is not, I, I'm sorry. Like, I don't get what is great about Renee Zellweger. She's occasionally very pretty. And then there's other moments where you're like, no, nope, I, I don't see it. I think she's a great actress. I really like Bridget Jones. I think that she carried that role off really well. Did you see Cold Mountain? Yes, I did. And yeah. I liked it with Nicole Kidman. Um, so she, I think she's an, I think she's a great actress and she has range. And I, I love it when an actress isn't Hollywood starlet good looking because they, then I find they have more of a range, right? They can play the, regular looking person so i think that's part of it is like maybe there's a shot for me too i can end up with someone like tom cruise like it's a hopeful story aspirational it's an aspirational hopeful story for regular women i also think it's very american and that's why you and i don't like it partially at least i think that the getting married like randomly i think that's like a very american trope i think that the money and then the, the existential crisis very american idea the american dream stuff is built into this like i just think that there's an american element to this there's a capitalism which is why it doesn't sit well with me yeah yeah i think that's really a lot of it and he is not a stable individual so at the end again uh i think that we're seeing the movie through the eyes of bonnie hunt and going like yeah this isn't gonna work yeah because bonnie hunt seems like a real person everybody else seems like a cartoon yes and she's she's the eyes of the audience yeah yeah Yeah. interesting anyway Okay, so I had some questions for you. I'm ready. And I, I think I agree with you that this isn't this isn't a great movie, but it was an enjoyable movie. Shout out to a friend of the pod, Amy, who uh, said that when we were in high school, I apparently saw this movie in OAC in film class, but uh, I have no recollection of it. So, oh, so it was that period of time where you were up and it, up and walking around during the day, but not remembering anything because your amnesia phase. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just saying that 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 I, I I may have seen this one before, but I have no memory of it. So okay, it counts. Um. So, uh, questions. Yeah, questions. Is this, in your estimation, based on what you've seen, the best Tom Cruise acting performance? Yes. 
Uh, well, I didn't finish the sentence. If the answer is yes. I was going to qualify it by saying yeah. in this decade, in the 1990s. Well, what was better in the 2000s? I'm going to say the best acting of his entire career. He deserved the Oscar for this, not Cuba Gooding Jr. Well, there's a case that you could say Eyes Wide Shut. Oh. Um, he's really going through a lot in that movie. Is he ever? Magnolia was from I 1999. I didn't see that. And he's very good in that. Uh, a Few Good Men. Mm-hmm. He, he's Ethan Hunt more than once. I wouldn't say that Mission Impossible 2 is a good Movie. I'm I'm gonna say yes. This is this is peak Tom Cruise of the '90s for sure. He's okay. excellent in this. Yeah, I agree. Um, he actually it caught me off guard. Um, and he he's doing the teary eyed, uh, coming to a realization look so effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't buy him actually as a sports agent because I maybe it's the, all the baggage we have with Tom Cruise now, mm. but I can't see him being a guy that like knows or cares in the slightest bit about football or hockey. Right. So it sounded like an actor who'd really studied hard mm-hmm. and memorized the, the you know, the, what the statistics are and maybe even knew the cadence of how to talk about, you know, completions versus interceptions, but he didn't really care. meaningfully care. No. Like, so, and maybe he didn't need to, cause he's just a lawyer. Um, okay. Next question. Um, Renee Zellweger casting. Well, if just as a, on the spot, who would you put instead? Mm, I'm not good with actors and actresses. We know this. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it was important to the movie to have a regular looking person in that role. Cause that changes it. Right. If, do I want a starlet in there or do I want a regular looking person who's well, an actress? Well, I mean, did she like, need to Delta be, Birkin. well, did she need to be 26? Like, mm-hmm. does she need to be, 18 years younger than him or however much younger right. she is. I don't know how old Tom Cruise was at the time. I think mm-hmm. he was in his late thirties or early forties. Mm-hmm. So there's like a 15 year age gap, which is very typical, mm-hmm. but what if it had been Julianne Moore, mm-hmm. you know, or um, Sandra Bullock? Yeah. I and don't know. Somebody that could maybe hold their own a little more against him. Yep. That would be, that would be good. But... Or but like more believable as a mom. Yeah. Eh, I didn't find her unbelievable as a, as a single mom, as no. a single young mom that was, yeah, no, I didn't. I found her, I found her very believable. I just didn't, I don't know. I didn't particularly like her in this. Okay. Anyway. Next question. Do the very, very, very good performances of Bonnie Hunt mm-hmm. and Regina King. Fantastic. Help you to overlook the fact that this movie fails the Bechdel test. Well, yes, it does. And I know that because we looked it up because mm-hmm. we weren't hundred percent sure. But I know. And did, can you overlook that? The fact that it doesn't pass the Bechdel test because there are strong female performances in there, even if, they're always tied. They're talking about a man or not talking to each other. No, I don't overlook it. No, sorry. No. Bechdel test is simple for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. They had to, all they had to do was have two women. Now I'm not, now on my soapbox. You've done this to me. Now all they had to do was have two women have a talk about football, right? Yep. They could have had a scene with Regina and Bonnie having a conversation at the wedding about football or about how good the drinks were and it would have passed. Right? Like it's a simple test for a reason. So no, no, there's no reason to ever look overlook the Bechdel yeah. test. Sorry. I just Bonnie Hunt always is the it's a gem. I agree. She's never Hello Cars One. Not excellent in a movie. Did you forget she was Sally in Cars? Yeah. Shit, that's my favorite role of hers. Yeah. Um did it matter to you that there was a lot of sports jargon in the movie? Did no. it did it detract? No, I thought it was interesting. Yeah. I wanted to see more about Tom Cruise being an asshole. That's what I wanted. What it, what it takes to be an agent. Yes. I think it would have been neat. This may may have worked better if they ever reworked this as a as a mini series mm-hmm. where you actually see him. Like he talked about being great in the living rooms. Yeah. Right. We never really see it. No. Right. We see when he goes to see Jerry O'Connell, it's a done deal. Mm-hmm. Right. Like or sort of, so to speak. Um, 
who did you like less, Kelly Preston or Jay Moore? Jay Moore. Jay Moore was, uh, I don't remember his first Sugar? name. Sugar? Sugar, the, the agent that fires him and steals all his clients. Kelly Preston. Yeah. Yeah, she's horrific. Oh. <laughs> that character is just really rough. Yeah, and I, I don't know if it was her acting or if it was the way it was written. Yeah. But I found her, like, absolutely heinous. Yeah, abhorrent. Yeah. And it wasn't great. With apologies to the late Kelly Preston. Yeah. I'm sure she had wonderful performances. I can't think of a movie I've ever seen her in that I liked. Mm. The only other movie I've seen her in off the top of my head is Battlefield Earth. And mm. that's not on anybody's list of great movies. Yeah. Although our friend of the pod, Joe, enjoys a bad movie that's bad accidentally or on mm. purpose. And he might he might let us know that he enjoys her performance in that. All right. Um, Cuba Gooding Jr. We'll, oh. we'll, we'll sort of wrap on this. Yeah. Is this... Can you can you understand why he got an Oscar? No. Let's go for a break and we'll come back with my thoughts on Cuba Gooding Jr. Okay, so in 1997, Cuba Gooding Jr. wins Best Supporting Actor. The other nominees... What, well, the, three of these I haven't even heard of. Okay. So I don't know if that's fair. But uh, one was William H. Macy in Fargo. Okay. And I can't believe he didn't win Fargo. I can't believe Cuba Gooding Jr. won over William H. Macy. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That, it's... William H. Macy in Fargo is, is Jerry Lundergaard. Yeah. Is, it's a <laughs> terrific, terrific performance. Yeah. Although, like, in terms of movie lore and this was what not... you can put in a montage at the Oscars, like, Cuba Gooding Jr. in his sweatpants bouncing around in the kitchen, mm. looking all fit and shiny. He was very fit and, like, hairless in this. Yeah. It was bizarre. But uh, this was not, this also was not a strong year. It was well, The English Patient and Jerry Maguire. That was it. Yeah. We're probably not fully aware of some of the other performances from 1997 outside of the five that were nominated. Shine? Shine is a, a movie I've not seen. Um, Armin Mueller-Stahl nominated Edward Norton for uh, Primal Fear, which um, that was a highly sought after, one of those highly sought after roles that like Damon and Affleck and all those guys were, were trying to get and Edward Norton got it. And it really put him on the map as like a big up and coming Act. That's that's the movie with Richard Gere, mm. where Edward Norton's got like split personalities or something mm. like that. Spoiler alert. And then James Woods in Ghosts of Mississippi, which is not a movie I'm sure that you've seen. I'm just saying that I can look at movies. I can look at the Oscar nominees from 1994 or from 1999 and go, I've heard of, you know, mm. most of these. I have not. I've never heard of Shine. I've never heard of Primal Fear. I've never heard of Ghosts of Mississippi. I've never heard of, let's go to the Actresses, Portrait of a Lady, The Mirror Has Two Faces, The Crucible. Secrets and Lies. These are not big. These were not big blockbuster movies. That you've heard I, of the Crucible. You just haven't seen the movie. Yeah, I didn't know they made a movie. Okay, right is my point. So, like, yeah, it's just People versus Larry Flint was that year. I've sadly seen that. Right, like it's just. Yeah. I'm just saying it was. Not, I don't think it was a Ooh, strong year. For are we the going back to 1997? Maybe for a future podcast, we could just like we could redo the whole Oscars. Oh, we could. <laughs> okay. okay. Anyway, Only what are your like... other what are your other questions? Um. Not, not many, really. I was just going to admit that Jonathan Lipnick, he, I remember not thinking he was that cute the first oh, time I saw him. He's a cute But kid. something now, as a parent, yeah. um, struck me that he was like, this is an adorable child. Yeah. Okay, last question. Um, and you, you tell me if you say no to this. I'm ready. I want to propose a 2023 sequel okay. to Jerry Maguire. I'm ready. Okay. In 1997, in 1997, Jonathan Lipnick, he was what? Six. Six. So how old would that make him now? I think he's 32. 32. I looked it up. Okay, perfect. So a 2023 sequel where Jonathan Lipnicki, 
based on the little stinger at the end of the movie when he throws the ball back and it's he's got like a, a crazy arm, arm right so now he's he's a journeyman minor league baseball player right he's never made it to the pros um tom cruise divorced Rennie zellweger many many years ago mm-hmm. split when Lipnicki was just you know turning 13 or something like that he was around for a few years imparted some wisdom uh maybe help them down the path to getting into baseball and, and they then, couldn't take it and, and then yeah he, he splits right renee dies because we're not bringing her back no we're not okay? especially not now no Woo! no um That's a movie bad opens word. with tom cruise coming to the funeral mm. right he has like a scene with bonnie hunt let's get them together yep right um Lipnicki's there mm-hmm. and he's about to go on the road because his season's about to start mm-hmm. and there's something like harsh said between the two of them and Cruz has another come to Jesus moment where he realizes I got to do right by this kid because I screwed him over all those years ago mm-hmm. and, and because I screwed over Dorothy too. So he starts working to find a way to get this journeyman minor league baseball player a shot. What does journeyman mean? Like he's played on multiple teams in multiple leagues. He's, he's bounced never, around, ne- bounced around, never been the best player on any team. Does he have a chip on his shoulder? Like Cuba getting junior does? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It's good. I um, like it. And, uh, Do you really want to put this out into the world? Someone I'm... else is going to write it. <laughs> and, um, Cruz is like looking to be a surrogate dad, um, help this guy. But it's too late. Emerge from baseball obscurity. Maybe it's the one last thing he can do. Mm-hmm. Right. You can have a scene where Cuba Gooding Jr. is like, you know, all these years later, maybe one of his, one of his sons is trying to break in as the well. The daughter. It was a daughter that she had in the movie. Okay. So Kate is going for the WNBA. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like you could just, you could diversify. And yeah. then he's like, he starts a whole, maybe, maybe Cruz went back into working for a big agency. Like he sold his soul and went back in, mm. but now he's like, he's going to start and he's going to work with all amateur athletes and he's going to, you know, figure it all out. Maybe mm. he brings Lipnicki and he tries to get Lipnicki a shot. Maybe he can't make it happen, but he brings him in as a partner and, mm-hmm. and teaches him the ropes of being an agent. So you get like that father-son mm-hmm. dynamic. What do you think? I'm still waiting for the question. Would this work? Yeah. Yes, of course it would work. It's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. All right. Get writing. Okay. I got you that book on how to write a screenplay. Write the screenplay. Okay. Well, I better go then. <laughs> summer vacation project. 75 days until summer. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you know, I we picked this one. Mm-hmm. Um and I reviewed it on Letterboxd. I gave it a favorable review. There's mm-hmm. there's a lot to like. And mm-hmm. I teared up because I'm tearing up at everything now. Mm-hmm. We're three a, we're three a different mess. occasions yeah. um, in this movie, including the You Had Me at Hello, which is such a famously I rolled my silly eyes. line. I rolled my eyes right? at and, all of it. Like, and his touching You Complete Me, he's yeah. stealing that. I know. Like it's, I didn't realize he was stealing it I know. the first time I watched it because I wasn't watching it. I was probably more impressed with the Kelly Preston side boob the right. first time I watched it mm-hmm. as a 16 year old. Yeah. Then one would be. Yeah. yeah. Like, wow. Look at those. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> now it's like, ew, look at those. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I thought you might like it because of the romance element. And mm-hmm. I thought you might like it just because of like the energy and the positivity and the happy ending. I wonder if I would have liked it more if we hadn't watched it right up against Sleepless in Seattle. Because if we're talking about relationships that are going to work, I feel like Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan have a way better shot at making it than Renee and Tom do. And I also found that one more authentically romantic than this one. This one was forcing the romance in the final third. And it was really unfortunate. Which, And that speaks to the ongoing dialogue around Tom Cruise 
almost never having had actual chemistry, chemistry especially sexual chemistry on screen with anybody. They should cast me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> on that note. On that note. On that, uh, on that uh, very definitive note. <laughs> the tone of voice was a little startling there. Yeah, I, uh, I, it's really unfortunate because like his best years are behind him looks wise, but like, it's too bad. I guess maybe that's what they were trying to get with eyes wide shut, right? Was like chemistry between him and his actual wife at the well, time. He, but there wasn't even any there. He made like three movies at least with her. Mm -hmm. He did Days of Thunder. She's in Days of Thunder. He did Far and Away mm -hmm. and then Eyes Wide Shut. That runs the gamut. I don't even think they were married when Days of Thunder got made. I mm -hmm. think they were just dating. Right. They may have met there. Um, but no chemistry. And that, it didn't. Well, I don't know. Uh, eyes wide like, shut. Relationship chemistry maybe, but like. Tom Cruise kissing somebody just looks weird. I agree. Right? I agree. And that the makeout scene when he's like pulling down her straps and kissing her on her upper oh chest. Oh my God. So awkward. So cringy. She's standing there like, what is happening to me? So, no, she seemed to be enjoying it because she was told by the director to look like she was enjoying it. But all I could think was. In if reality. This, if this was happening to me in real life, I would be running so fast <laughs> like, in the opposite like, direction. Walking by, walking their dogs yeah. or riding their bicycle. And it's okay. like, what is happening no, on that porch? But I... <laughs> I get like making out. Like if they had been just making out under the porch light, I would like to remind you, we used to do those kinds of things. People used to honk at us on the street. 16 years ago. 16 years ago. But uh, this was not just making out. This was starting to undress her on the porch. And yeah. I was like, this is so Getting cringy. And like the I lights are on and yeah, the no, Bonnie Hunt's in the kitchen kind yeah. of listening. Yeah, well, is the divorce group gone that meets in their in their yeah. living room? Like I just know. It was kind of a lot. Did not love it. That said, I'd let Tom Cruise do that to me. Well, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, do we know what's next? I think something not romantic comedy. I think we'll go with something a little more action adventure. Terminator? It might be. All right. It might be time. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see everybody next week. Da -dum, da -dum, da -dum. Is that the, is there good music? Mm. Oh, okay. Great. Um, I did not do it justice. Then. Okay. Not even close. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> uh, we'll be back next week with another one where it may be Terminator. And uh, until then, we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.